Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne Podcast, where we hope to inspire, stir, and provoke you to know Jesus and make him known in your daily life. Enjoy. Perfect. Nicole taught just about, you know, more just what we're going to be diving into. Once again, you see the good old title of the school, School Servanthood. And that's really, she dove deep into that. It was really good. She talked a lot about the Mary Martha story, which I'll probably alliterate a little bit about. And then also, uh, <clears throat> she talked just a lot about just serving, you know, Jesus cleaned the disciple food. It was really good. But at the same time, you can go back on our podcast and listen to it. But also, we have the curriculum. If you, want it to, if you want us to email it to you, we definitely can do that too. And the same thing tonight, if you're watching, uh, we can email you the curriculum for tonight. Uh, also teaching but anyway like I said last week was just it was amazing there was a lot of rich stuff in there it really was just truly understanding the heart of servanthood and I'm telling you it's so important to understand how important servanthood really is to the body of God it, it really is it's so important and uh, so anyway yeah that's some of the things we talked about the last week Jesus the disciples feet you know Mary and Martha and stuff like that and it was just it was a really awesome teaching and anyway and today tonight whatever <laughs> i'm gonna uh, just dive deep into just once again what does it mean to serve with you know a heart of worship you know what does that look like what does that mean you know honestly it's 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 everything it really is just worshiping and serving you know it's it, it really does go hand in hand i believe you know that's just what it's about but uh, anyway uh one of the things i'd love to kick off real quick and just kind of talk about that about you know the worship and stuff like that i really don't have it on the the curriculum but i just wanted to share it here it kind of just came to me not too long ago, but it's in Colossians 3.23. It's the very famous verse. Everybody knows it. It says, you know, do everything as you're, you're doing it unto God. You know, we all know that verse. But I looked at that verse. I was saying, I was like, man, that, that's like perfect. And, you know, it really does go with what worship and serving truly is. You know, it really does. It goes into that, what worship and, you know, serving truly uh, is. And I look at that about just like, how can I say it a lot more? But anyway, just worship and serving is like that. Because then if you look at it like that, you know, if you look at it as in like the sense of do everything unto God, you don't look at something as in like that's small and this is bigger. Like you get what I'm saying? Yes, the responsibility may be different. The responsibility may be bigger, but the heart should be the same. That's what it's about. The heart should be the same. And I believe if we take Colossians 3.23 with it, do everything you do unto the Lord, I truly do believe you're going to look at everything and have the same exact heart towards it, what you're serving. Either it doesn't matter what you're doing, either just cleaning the church or getting someone a bottle of water or going out there, you know, preaching to the masses or, you know, seeing the sick healed, all these different things. It doesn't matter what you're doing. The responsibility can be greater, but the heart needs to be the same in all of it. And I love that because, like I said, that's just that verse right there truly does summon, uh, sums up a lot, honestly, about worship. You know, that's what worship is. You're doing it unto Jesus. You're doing it unto him. And I believe as we serve with that kind of heart, Colossians 3.23, do it unto him. We're going to look at everything with the same heart. I'm not going to go and say, oh, well, this person's doing that. It's greater than me, I guess, because he's doing this, and I'm just over here doing that. It won't be like that. You're going to have the same heart with joy. Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> I just like to pray. Father, we thank you. You're amazing. And Lord, I just pray, God, just as anyone listens to this as they're watching the video or the podcast later for us, pray, or the people here tonight, God, I just pray, God, that it just once again, these words would fall on their heart just to give them a deeper understanding and know this isn't the end all to be all. But at the same time, I just pray this could help them to understand what worship and servinghood is about. 
and just to go deeper into the heart of worship and to, and to uh, serve you and also serve their local church, God, and not just serve it, but serve it in a great way of just great joy, God. And we thank you. Let it fall on fertile soil in the hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Anyway, I love this because it says, when we have a heart of worship, we allow heaven to invade earth through our serving. And that's what starts happening. I'll say just once again, when we have a heart of worship, we allow, we allow heaven to invade earth through our serving. This teaches us that basically this entire teaching, what I'm really going to talk about, is based off of Matthew 4.10, when Jesus says, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only, and serve only him. The word serve here is the word homage, and basically it literally means worshiper. And I just love that because the main purpose, you can see when Jesus talks about worship and serve, you know, basically going back to, you know, English class, the word and basically is a conjunction just to basically, how can I say it, to join together as, uh, words or phrases. That's what the conjunction, that's what and is for, you know, whenever you're, you know, you're learning English, all that stuff, you know, English class, whatever, you learn that that word and is simple. It's just, it, it brings words together and it connects phrases or words together. So when Jesus uses this word here, when Jesus uses worship and serve, he could have said anything. He could have said worship or serve. He's like, no matter what, I'm going to do one of them. You know, he could have said that. He could have been like, you're going to worship or you're going to serve. You're going to do one of them. It doesn't matter. But Jesus was trying to tell us you're going to worship and serve because they're connected always. They're always going to be connected no matter what. You truly, no matter what, if you're worshiping, if you had a heart of worship after Jesus, you're going to have a servant heart. And to be honest, Jesus is the greatest example of what worship truly is, a worshiper. And what did he say? I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve. So you truly can see right there the heart of worship and Jesus being, you know, the greatest worshiper. We can see a greatest example. We can see he just clearly said it. I came to serve because I'm telling you, if you have a heart of worship, you're going to have a willing heart to serve the body or to simply serve Jesus. That's what it's about. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but anyway, one of the things, if you see it on the curriculum here, you know, teaching, we're going to talk about allowing heaven to invade earth through our serving and also the heart posture. That's what we're going to be really diving into tonight is just allowing heaven to invade earth through our serving. What does that look like? Just giving some examples in the, in the word, but also we're going to talk about the heart, though, also, and uh, which is almost uh, really everything in your walk with Jesus, everything you do is all about what's the motive in your heart for it. So anyway, God's good. <laughs> uh, I love this because the word simply says, uh, David, we know it, he's a very, you know, the word says David was a man after his heart, very simple. And uh, God doesn't tell, you know, the prophet Sam, he doesn't tell him, hey, David's a man after my heart because he He's very talented. He's a man of war. He doesn't say any of that. He doesn't say, hey, you know, he's a, he's a man out to my heart because he sings really well. You know, he plays the harp with great talent. He's so good. But he tells the prophet Samuel, I chose David to be the next king because David will do everything I say. Which you can see it, which means what? He's going to serve me. He's going to do what I tell him to do. And once again, probably the second greatest example of what it means to be a worshiper. He was somebody, once again, was labeled by God himself to tell the prophet Samuel. He told the prophet, if you want to know about David, if you want to give a word about David, he's a man that's going to serve me. He's a man that's going to do everything I tell him to do. 
That was literally, if you think, the prophetic word Samuel got from God to give David. He's a man after my heart because he's going to serve me. He's going to do everything I tell him to do. It's very important. You see right there, just it goes hand to hand. So 1 Samuel 6, 13, it says this, as soon as, as soon, uh, so as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil. He, he had brought it and anointed David with the oil, and the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David that day. And then a few verses, I mean, the next verse says, Then Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. So anyway, this was verse 13, the beginning, when David got anointed to be king. You know, that's whenever, you know, we all know the story. David, hey, where's, you know, this man, we all know the story. This isn't the one. This son's not it. And, you know, and he tells him, I don't look, once again, I don't look. I look at the heart. I don't look at the outside. But, you know, he's like, where's this one that you have? You have one more. And he says, go get David. And so he does. And David comes. He gets anointed to be king. And then after he's anointed, you can see some things start happening. It's the very famous story of Saul getting possessed by the demonic spirit, you know, stuff like that, getting tormented. And it's, just, it's amazing because, like I said, it's three verses after David got anointed. And he got anointed. How many, how many of us would be so quick to say, I'm the next king. Let me go make my business cards. <laughs> you know, let me, let me get a Facebook. Let me get a Facebook page. Let me, you know, do all these things. Let me get my name out there. I'm the next king. Let me go get my name out there somehow. Hey, book me. I can start preaching how, you know, all these different things. It's not bad. But what I love, though, as you see the next verses down, you see where David went after he got anointed to be king. He went back to serve in the sheep field. That's beautiful. David literally, as soon as he got anointed to be king, Saul said, send me your son David who is, it, who is with the sheep. So as soon as David got anointed to be king, he went right back to serving. He went right back to the sheep field. It's beautiful. What a heart David had. What a heart of worship that is just to say, I'm willing to serve. I didn't come to, to be served. I came to serve. Like, that's it. That's the heart. That's the cry of a worshiper. I came to serve. And not necessarily, like I said, serve as in like, hey, go do things for the church, which isn't bad. We always do. We love doing, serving the church. But also, just in the state, also doing things for God, being obedient to him, serving him also. Not just serving your church, but also serving him. And that's what David did. He served, because we see it right here. He served, if you want to say almost, he served Saul's church. You know what I mean? He, he served in a church, if you want to look at it like that, in the kingdom. But he also served in God's kingdom. And that's a beautiful picture, though. I love it, because like I said, it's like, like for real, like it's, just, it's beautiful, right? Whenever you just think about that. He could have done anything. He could have done something to get his name out there. But he just went back to go serve. That's all he did. He went right back to say, hey, I want to serve. I want to go back to truly where I'm, where I'm called to be. I want to go serve. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and we see it, and of course, uh, and we know the story as it goes on. David, you know, brought deliverance to Saul. You know, Dave, we all know the story of David truly bringing, you know, freedom to who Saul was in that moment of him getting, you know, possessed by a demonic, you know, spirit. Um. David was able to bring this freedom because I love it because he came with the heart of a servant, knowing once again why he was a heart of a worshiper. He was able to say, this is who I worship and this is who I serve. Yes, I'm serving Saul. We're going to get into that real quick. I'm getting ahead of myself, but he's like, I'm going to serve you, Saul. 
but I serve a greater power. I serve God, you know, the living God himself. So when David, of course, came in and worshiped, what happened? It brought freedom to Saul because he just didn't serve God. I mean, serve Saul. He served a higher power, which is God, you know, God himself. Yeah, I love it. I, just, I really do. Not just that. You see it's a perfect example of, like, Saul saying, hey, go send a messenger to serve me. And then here he is. What is he doing? He's serving, you know what? Worship. <laughs> you know, that there's no other. I said that's one of the greatest examples you can see of someone serving in an act of worship and bringing freedom to someone's life. But, yeah, so anyway, I love that. Just having that heart, though. David knew, though, even though I was anointed to be king, he still, once again, almost in a sense, lived like Jesus did when he said, I came to serve. Because what does a king do? A king, kings are served. They're the ones that are getting served to. You know what I mean? Jesus was our king. He's a king of kings. But he had that kind of heart. He was the one that said, hey, I'm anointed. Hey, the spirit of the Lord's upon me. You know, I came. You know, all these. I'm the king of kings. But he said, I'm going to go in the sheep field and serve. I'm going to clean the disciples' feet. I'm going to serve. And that's what David did. I'm king, but I'm going to serve. And we see in a few, we're about to read a little, you know, a very, once again, another very famous story how servant. His heart, of ser- his heart of a servant brought him and gave him an opportunity to see heaven invade earth. In 1 Samuel 17, 17 through 18, it says, One day Jesse said to David, Take this basket of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brothers and give them ten cuts of cheese to their captain. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> to be honest, it sounds like the orange table. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like something we do. Orange Table is just something we do here. We love to serve the community. I'm actually going to share some testimonies that I've heard that happened at our last time. We're here every Monday. Uh, not every Monday, the first, whatever, I forgot. The first and third Monday, we do that here. And basically, all it is, we give out food. You know, we give out food to the Orange Table. We give out food through the Orange Table here at our church, Destiny, to the city. And I love it because as I read that story, that's what I thought about. I really did, as David once again was carrying these loaves of bread, carrying all this food to his brothers, being a servant, being a simple servant, because this is what leads him to the fact, this is what leads him to Goliath. His heart of servanthood, his heart to just willing to serve, led him to face Goliath. Beautiful, beautiful. His heart just says, hey, I'm going to take some food to the captain. I'm going to take some food to my bros. And it had literally led him to the path to face Goliath. God never told him, hey, you're going to be a man that faces this giant. God never gave him a word, you're going to kill Goliath. But it was just simply his heart of servanthood that brought him, brought him to the path of Goliath. David simply made, David's simple act of serving set him up to make history. It set up heaven to invade earth. A heart of, a worsh- a heart of worship is always willing to serve. And I'll say that again, a heart of worship is always willing to serve. And like I said, I'm going to give a testimony real quick, the orange table we do here. Uh, I've heard about it, but it's amazing because, like I said, it, it really does remind me of this, really what David did here. It really does. It just reminds me of David bringing food. So anyway, I heard this testimony. Last time we had orange table, um, Pastor Johnny and some people here were giving out some food, and basically the testimonies were amazing. You know, I'm just going to go quick what they were. A lady got 